all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they gon' be them Saints. Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another edition of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, my name is Andrew and we are coming at you from the Vivid Seats studio. Use promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases. So we're going to get into obviously this preview between the Saints and the Bucks, as the Saints are going to come off a big loss and back on Sunday, last Sunday when they got upset by the Falcons and it was tough, and like we obviously went through it on Monday, and I don't want to go through it really anymore. We, we know what happened in that game, and we're just hoping it's a fluke. So we're going to obviously go over a lot of notes, go over intriguing matchups, go over our group-by-group preview, as we always do. There are a lot of injuries, so we're obviously going to go over that. That's going to be a point of definitely interest for the Saints, and then also the Buccaneers. And then also, we, we're going to talk about really what the Saints should do at receiver, and that's going to be a big thing, and I think a lot of people are going to talk about it, so... I think we should definitely get right into that as well. So we're going to start off with our notes, and, and that's kind of where we're going to put like the injury news, and we're going to talk about kind of the Saints' second option or what they're going to do. But we'll get into that after we get into our basic stuff, as we always start with kind of like the, the spread in this one, um, the percentage the Saints have to win according to ESPN. So we're just going to get right into that. So the Saints are five-and-a-half-point favorites on the road this weekend in Tampa Bay. The Saints have had trouble playing in Tampa Bay in the past. 2017, they lost in a big game that they could have clinched, and they had to kind of just lean on a win by the Falcons in 2017. 2018, they just came out of there with a victory in a tough game. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Saints do in this one. Again, I think the Saints are going to have to get back to their roots. I think we all know that. And they're going to have to run the ball. They're going to have to pound it with Murray. They're going to have to pound it with Kamara. And they're going to have to just get back to run the football, doing some good things, and then letting Breeze pick apart this banged-up secondary when it's time to. So I think that's going to be really interesting to watch. But your favorites on the road, that's always a good thing. And the spread has went up for the Saints. It was, I think, started at like 5 or 4.5. So now it's at 5.5 is good there. They have a 57% chance to win by ESPN's Football Power Index, so that's obviously good there. That They are projected to win this one, which is obviously good, and obviously I'll get into my scores and um, all that fun stuff later, but that what the experts are saying that the Saints should win this game, or the so-called experts say the Saints should win this game. The Saints are 1-1 one one in division play, and obviously you want to be better than 1-1. One one. You want to get over to 2-1. And, and then overall, like if the Saints, they should be able to go 5-1, 4-2 in division play, and where they're going to be, they're going to have some tough um, seedings and stuff like that because tiebreakers, usually division, conference games, you got to do well there. And um, the Saints, to this point, two losses in the division and in the conference against probably going to be another playoff team. Again, it's just the, the seeding is going to be tough. Right now they're in the third seed, which is not bad. Like, you're the third seed, you're fine, but you want to get into that bye. And that means they're going to have to beat the 49ers, and they're going to maybe need some losses from the Packers. But you just never know. You really just never know. You don't know who's going to win, who's going to lose on a week-to-week basis in the NFL. You just see what the Saints, see what the Packers, they lost to the Chargers. Um, the 49ers, they did play tough last week, but they ended up losing two. So the Saints didn't lose any ground, but it could have been a big point last week. If they did what they were supposed to do and beat the Falcons, they would have been sitting in the number one seed. And that's just, it's, it's tough to swallow. And now you're sitting in the third seed which is just not where you're supposed to be or where you want to be, really. I mean, it's not bad, obviously, but you want to get in that bye. And I think that's going to be a big point of contention in the last seven games of the season because we, I think we need a bye at this point. Now, if we don't get the one seed, that's fine, but I think we need the one or two. But we're going to see what happens there and how that kind of plays out. And I think that's just kind of what it is. 
They are 3-1 and one on the road. That's obviously a good sign. The Saints have been able to run the ball on the road with success. They ran the ball in Chicago. They ran the ball in Seattle. Now you're going to have to run the ball in Tampa Bay. And they have a good run defense. They're a better run defense, especially than their pass defense. It's not like it's great, but it's definitely above average. And they obviously have Ndamukin Sue. And they have a good defensive line. They have a good front seven. So I think you obviously got to watch out for that. Teams have been able to throw all over them. So we'll see if the Saints can do that. Have some guys step up. Because this wide receiver two situation is just not good right now. And we have to talk about it. First, Mike Thomas is 86 catches, over 1,000 yards. Does have four touchdowns. I mean, it's amazing. you got to give him a ton of credit in this one because he's been able to just put this whole wide receiving group on his back. But he can't be the only one. He can't be the only one sitting here and saying, oh, you know, I'm going to get the yards. I'm going to get the everything, basically. You need a second option there, and it's got to be, you know, you got to be a receiver, too. I mean, I know Jared Cook, like, he had a good game last week, but it didn't really matter. And I think Kamara's got to play better. I think if you have Kamara, Cook, and Thomas, you're probably fine. But... I would like to see Traquan step up. I would like to see Ted Ginn step up. I think those are two points of emphasis that the Saints are going to have to do to win this game. And again, I, I, I just think that the Saints probably win this game. They're going to probably go air raid again, and they're probably not going to run the ball. Maybe they will. Maybe Sean Payton will just say, "I'm going to, I'm going to do do what I got to do um, against the run, and then we'll just throw it when we on third downs and stuff like that, like they were doing with Teddy." And that's fine. We'll see what happens. But again, I I, I think the Saints. I, I just feel like they need another option and. I was been on the Jared, uh, not the Jared Cook train, the Des Bryant train. I was on the Jared Cook train too, but um, I'm on the Des Bryant train. I have been on it from the beginning, really, and I'm one of the only ones. And no one's really listened to this point. Now you hear a lot of people have started to go on to that bandwagon, see what happens. Because what's the worst thing that happens? I mean, it's, it's kind of just like, okay, so let's just say he's not good. Okay, so you just cut him and you call it a day. It's not that big of a deal when you're looking at. Now, other guys, Antonio Brown, that'd be a little big of a story because he's Antonio Brown. I wouldn't get him, but Des Bryant, I would. I don't think, I think Des Bryant kind of in the, the national media is kind of like it has been. So if he comes in here, does his role, I think he could do a really good job here. And I don't think he'd bring like the paparazzi or his group. I don't think he'd bring a posse in. I think he'd just do, do his job and then go back and hopefully win a Super Bowl. I, I think that's what he's looking to do. So when looking at that, I think that's a definite, definite option the Saints should look at there to get a second receiver. It's just Ted Ginn drops, not cutting it. Draquan Smith, not cutting it. So, you know, maybe you give him one more week. And if, if they lose this week, you, I, I think you see Des Bryant in the building next week. But we'll have to see. I mean, this is a big game. If the Saints don't win this game, then you're starting to look like we're probably not going to go very far in the playoffs because you're eventually going to need to win these division games because then you're not going to let's just say let's say even you do win the division you're going to be a fourth seed or fifth or third seed and can the saints win games on the road in the playoffs i think they could but the, the likeliness that the saints go to the super bowl is going to be through new orleans or at least one home game through new orleans in a bye week i mean that's the most probable way i'm not saying that if they were like the fourth seed or the third seed they're out of it but it's not as likely i think we could all agree on that so they're gonna to have to win these games i think these next three are the biggest games i think if you win Tampa Bay, that's great. You're eight and two. You got to be uh, Carolina, and then you got to be Atlanta again to split with them. You can't get swept by Atlanta. So these next three games are very vital. If the Saints now are ten and two, coming out of Thanksgiving, you're fine. You are absolutely fine. Then you have a big game with the 49ers, who most likely will have one or two losses, and that will probably be for a bye. And um, let's see what the Packers do. And um, yeah, that's kind of just what it's going to be at this point. And then you got to see how the Vikings play. And just there's so many things that could fall out differently in this this season so just win the games in the division you get the 10 and 2 you play the 49ers if you beat the 49ers then you're on then you're on 11 and 2 and you're fine you're in really good shape because then you have a few games in the AFC South which are very winnable and then you finish up 
with a division game against Carolina. But I think you're looking really strong if you can win these three. These next five or the next four games are very, very big. And um, if you can come out of there four and one, you're looking very good. Back to this game, the Saints, their defense has been very, very good. Top five in the league. Tampa Bay's been bottom 10. Offense is kind of a split here, a switch kind of, because the Saints are top 10 in offense, but the Buccaneers are running like top three, especially in points per game. They're top three offense right now. Saints are like around the 10. So Buccaneers are coming in. Obviously, a lot of those have been Garbo points, but they're a three and six team. They're not an awful team. I don't think the Saints would overlook them. They're not like a one win team. They're still a three win team. They've played close games. So I think the Saints obviously have to look at that for sure. Breeze. Five touchdowns, three interceptions this year is not that good. He's got to, I think, up his game, too. I think he's got to stop playing pedestrian. I don't think he's the reason they're losing, but I think he's got to just take it to the next level. This is Drew Brees, and this is still, obviously, a future Hall of Famer. He's got to play just a little better. Last week was bad. Um, he had a bad start to the Rams game when he got hurt. And then the kind of the Texans and Cardinals games have been good games, but two bad games in there, too, which is, to me, very, very interesting. And he's going to have to right the ship here as well. I think the Saints are going to have to pound the rock. I think that's something you're going to have to do. You're going to have to pound the rock in this one. I don't know if they will. They may try to throw and do this air raid offense again, but I I, I want Kamara to get the ball a lot. And he's starting to get frustrated because I would do. This was supposed to be his year. I know he got hurt and you want to play it there, but you got to give him what he was getting before and Murray maybe just a little more. But again, I, they weren't even running with Murray. So at least run it with somebody because you got to establish the run in this league, especially on the road. They probably will, but that, that's kind of like the give and take. The Tampa is better against the run than they are against the pass. So it's going to be interesting to what the Saints do and just now we're going to get into our injuries before we get into our intriguing matchups and for the saints you have Lattimore, who's week to week and he didn't practice so he's probably not going to play the first two days then you have out for six weeks is andrews pete wasn't put on ir so his season's not over but he's going to be out for six weeks and that's tough and um you probably lost him for the rest of the regular season then in the playoffs you'll uh, presumably in the playoffs you'll get him back so we'll see what that is there that's going to be really interesting deontay harris we don't really know his timetable but he hasn't practiced the first to practice so he's probably not going to go demario davis is limited you're hoping he can play and uh, we'll see what his status is when the injury report comes out later so again i think you got to just look at these injuries right now for the saints very interesting tampa bay they're coming in with injuries as well they're top three well first of all they cut vernon hargraves there to a top 10 pick from a few years ago cornerback they cut him and then their top two cornerbacks are also hurt so it's gonna be really interesting to see what the saints do to try to exploit that so i think that's going to be interesting as well to see what happens and we'll get into that into our intriguing matchups up next but first a word from our sponsors at vivid seats vivid seats is the top source for tickets for the events you want to go to you can sort by price or look for seats in the section or row of your choice all in the vivid seats mobile app to make things even better vivid seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back this is called Vivid Seats Rewards. Go to the App Store or the Google Play Store and download the Vivid Seats app today. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards program for free. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts, end games to the hottest theater shows and more. Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Rewards program today. And when it's time to buy, new users enter the promo code OVERTIME at checkout to receive a discount up to $100. It really is a great program, a really great app. So definitely check Vivid Seats out. They really know what they're doing. And I always go there when I'm looking for Saints tickets or obviously other tickets in the New York area. It's just really a good place 
to go. So now we're going to move over to our intriguing matchups, starting with Tampa Bay's front seven versus Saints O-line. So Tampa Bay, they definitely have a strong front seven, and they've shown that in the stats in eye test. They've played well this year, so you got to give them credit where credit's due. They have the Dominican Sioux, Vita Vey, William Goldston, Carl Nassib, Levante David, um, Shaquille Barrett, Devin White. This front seven can play, and they're going to try to get Breeze down. They're going to try to stop the run, and the Saints' front seven, or the Saints' offensive line has been a little suspect, especially last week. Andrews Pete had a bad game. Really, the interior did not have a good game. The exterior didn't really have a good game either with the tackles, so... They're going to have to write the ship. I think they will write the ship in this one, and that's this is what I'm going to say here. I think they stopped them in the first game. They definitely have the blueprint to beat this front seven, and I think they'll continue that. I think that the Saints are going to try to pass it, and I think they're going to do it with success, and then later they'll probably run the ball, and we'll probably be happy. But I would like them to start to run the ball. I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think Sean Payton's going to see, oh, their top three corners are just not there, that we played them last time. So when you have Carlton Davis, who's going to be questionable, may not even be playing, and then you have Bunting, who may not play. So you're looking at, like, MJ Stewart, um, who's also hurt. So we'll see what happens with these guys and who's going to play, who's not going to play. Um, it's going to be really interesting. You're going to probably see Jameel Dean out there. But their safeties are healthy, but the safeties haven't played well with Whitehead and Edwards. So it's going to be interesting to see what Sean Payton does there. But you got to keep Breeze upright. So I think that's going to be really interesting. Will Clapp probably is going to be starting. And you're hoping that Nick Easton's actually playing <laughs> this weekend. He's been just a bust, which is fine because he's only only under contract really for this year. I know he's on a four-year deal, but only four if it's guaranteed. Only one of the years is guaranteed, and that's only four million. So you're fine, really, with him. And just it's just it happens to just. I mean, you're fine financially, but you're not fine, obviously, with him not being good. It was obviously a bust. So kind of interesting there. But I think the Saints, you're gonna have to see better play by Armstead. Have to see better play by Ramchek, and then same with the interior. Got to see better play by McCoy, and he's played very, very good this year, and I think he played fine, but got to see even better from him, and you got to really help Clapp in this one. I think that's going to be an interesting matchup to see what Clapp does against Sue and those guys, so very interesting, and we'll see what happens there with that matchup. So, I mean, it's going to be, like, if they can get pressure on Breeze, it's going to be a tough day, especially on the road, especially with the crowd noise. It could definitely get bad quick for the Saints, so they're going to have to watch that for sure. Second matchup is going to be Mike Thomas and the Saints wide receiving corps versus the banked-up Tampa Bay secondary. And, yeah, it's definitely big when you're looking at this matchup because their secondary is banged up. Saints offense, you got to step up. Saints skill position players got to step up, and especially the wide receivers. Michael Thomas probably will have a huge game. Probably over 10 catches, probably over 100 yards, and I think he'll at least get one touchdown. But that may not be good enough to get the win. You're going to need some other guys to step up. I'm hoping a Ted Ginn catch would be big, a big catch. Traquan Smith, I hope he comes alive in this one too. And then looking at other guys, I just don't like, know, know why even some of these guys are even on the roster. It just makes no sense. Why isn't Emmanuel Butler on this roster right now? At least try him out because no one else is working. You have guys like Creshawn Kogan on this roster. Why is he on this roster? And you're thinking Keith Workwood's going to be coming off IR, so maybe he'll take his spot. We'll see what happens there. But I, I want to see Keith, Kirk, Keith Kirkwood excuse me, there to see what he got to do. And then also, um, Austin Carr, maybe he can do something. This team needs something here. And they need a kind of, they need something to wake them up. And maybe that's says Brian coming in here. I, I, I really think Sean Payton's got to be thinking about it. He's got to be. Because this team, obviously, it's probably going to be one of their last years to win a Super Bowl. So why not, you're already 7-2, and two, why not just sign him? What's the worst thing could happen? I just don't understand that. And now, like before I was fine because we were winning games, it didn't matter. But now you lose a game and you're like, why wouldn't, why isn't, you're not signing him? Why, why not? It just makes no sense. 
um, that's kind of just my little rant for this one. And Sean Payton, just in the last week, has been questionable for whatever reason. And um, we'll see what happens here. And obviously, it's not just Sean Payton, but I don't want to see what he can do there. But you want to see, maybe, oh, this is your last shot. If, if Michael Thomas is the only receiver that steps up this week against this Buccaneer secondary, you got to bring in someone else. Got to know. And I would say maybe bring in Antonio Callaway, but he's going to get a 10-game suspension. That's not good either. So that's kind of just what it is for this second matchup. I think Michael Thomas will have a huge game. I think Traquan Smith is going to step up in this one. And I think he'll put up over five catches, um, over 40 yards, and hopefully a touchdown. So that's what I'm thinking from him. And then finally here, our third intriguing matchup is can the Saints reset in the run game? They had a tough time running last week. I think we could all say that. And look, for whatever reason, it, it was what it was. Kamar didn't have a good game. Murray didn't have a good game. Offensive line didn't have a good game. So it was a disaster. So we'll have to see what happens, but they have to do this. And I don't know if it's going to happen. I told you, they're probably going to do an air raid. So later in the game, they're going to try to establish the run. We'll see if they even get to that point. And they didn't last week. They tried to do the exact same thing last week. Didn't work. So let's see if they'll try it again, or they try to just pound the rock in the beginning of the game. You end up with only 11 carries for 52 yards. That's not even that bad. That's four and a half, four, over four and a half yards of carry. But it's just not good enough. Not going to win your football games. So I think very interesting to look at in that kind of respect. they got to reassert the run here, and I think that they will late, and I think that's why they'll probably run away with this one late. But I think in the beginning, I think they're going to try to show their worth. I think they're going to try to throw the ball deep, which is, I don't know if it's the best, best option. We'll see what happens, but I think that's going to be interesting to look forward to. So I think that will wrap up our intriguing matchups as we move over to our group-by-group preview. As always, we'll start with our quarterbacks, then move down through our defense and then finish off with special teams and coaching so first here is we're going to start with our quarterback drew Brees versus Jameis winston now Jameis winston hasn't had a bad year you got to give him some credit especially in fantasy i have him fantasy he's my fantasy qb right now and he's been actually pretty good but he's put up the yards and he does have 17 touchdowns about halfway through the year a little more than he does have 14 interceptions he's going to turn the ball over and i think the saints defense is going to have to definitely pick up on that and get some interceptions fumbles, all that fun stuff, because he has 14 interceptions, 17 touchdowns, but he hasn't been bad. I think he's shown some potential in some games, and some potential he is not, uh, and some bad potential, as he just does these bonehead Jameis Winston plays, as he always does. He's not on the level of Drew Brees. That's why I'll take the Saints in this one with this category. I I would like to see Brees step up in this one and not try to do too much, but have a vintage Drew Brees game, and that that just means I want to see, again, obviously I want to see the Saints run the ball, but once you establish the run, I want to see him throw it. I want to see them have long drives, him managing the team, get a rhythm, score touchdowns. And I think they'll be able to do that. But I think that's really interesting to look at. That's what I'm wanting, and that's what I'm predicting. So I'll take Breeze. I think he'll bounce back in a big way in this game. Over to the skill position players. Again, I'm, I'm going to go the Saints as as much as I have completely, rat, completely ratted and kind of destroyed our wide receiver group. Our running back group has been solid. Wasn't last week. But it was before this game, so you're just hoping that they're they're able to get back. And you're looking at the Buccaneers running backs. They don't have much. Their wide receivers are good. They have Mike Evans. They have Chris Godwin, who have both had very good years. And you got to give them a lot of credit. But then after that, there's a huge drop. I'll take Jared Cook over O.J. Howard. I'll take Mike Thomas over Mike Evans. And then their really only edge for the skill position is that second receiver spot. It's a big edge. But, again, I just don't think it's too much to where the Saints have the other edge. I think Kamara's a much better running back than Ronald Jones. And I think Murray's much better than Peyton Barber as well. So that's just kind of what it is there. For the skill position, I'll take the Saints. O-line, I'm going to take the Saints as well. Again, bad week. I've been ratting on him. 
obviously, I've definitely not been happy with the group last week, but they are still probably better than the Buccaneers, who've had some trouble. Donovan Smith, Ali Marpet, Ryan Jansen, Alex Kappa, and DeMar Dodson. Again, I just don't think they're on the level of the Saints. I think the Saints do have four Pro Bowlers, five Pro Bowlers on this team uh, at the offensive line, four right now. And I think it's still better than what the Buccaneers are putting out, even with the Pete injury. So I'll take the Saints. You just want to see better technique. You want to see them protect Breeze. And, you, and that's what you want to see, especially against the run, too. You want to see in the running game, they're able to open up holes for these guys and really establish the run, really win a big game in this one. Because, I mean, people are not doubting the Saints. It's not, it's not the same as their first loss. But you want to reassert yourself here in the NFC South. So a win's huge. And you got to re, how to reassert yourself in a division game in the offensive line. So win in the trenches. I think that's going to be the biggest thing for the Saints. They haven't won in the trenches. Um, they haven't won in the trenches last week. And you want to get back to that. So... I think that's going to be very interesting to look at there. Before we move over to the defense, you are going to hear another word from our sponsors at my bookie. November, one of the great sports months of the year. Of course, you got the Saints, but all of the college hoops, NBA, golf, racing, you name it. My bookie is the place to get in on the action. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Just use promo code OVERTIME to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code overtime to take advantage of my bookie's generous sign up offer visit mybookie.ag today you play you win you get paid hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price priceline so welcome back into the Houdat discussion, and now we are going to finish off our group-by-group preview with our defense, starting with defensive line, and I'll take the Saints defensive line in this one over the Buccaneers. For the defensive line, you cannot count their linebacking core. I'll do that with the Saints linebackers. So they're technically, their defensive line is Ndamukong Zoo, Vita Vey, and William Goldson. Who are very good. You got to give them a lot of credit. They've been able to stop the run. They've been able to stuff the quarterback. And you're looking at, I mean, Sue, he does only have two, one and a half sacks, but he's definitely been good with the Buccaneers, made some big plays. So you got to give him a ton of credit. Um, Vita Vey, he's been a good run stopper. And then William Goldston, you got to give him a lot of credit too for doing um, more of the same with the run stopping, stuff like that. So they've been pretty good there. Um, but the Saints, I think Cam Jordan, eight sacks. He's been able to play on the defensive line very, very well, moving all around, doing some really good stuff. Davenport, hopefully he gets back to his old stuff before last game because he's been an upgrade, been really good this year. Onyemata, Rankins, same thing. They're really good up front, stopping the run. They were able to do that very good as well. So I'm expecting another big game from the Saints defensive line and definitely controlling the, off- the offensive line for the Bucks. And what I want to say is I just don't want Dennis Allen to kind of tinker with the sub packages because he was last week. He was putting Trey Hendrickson with Davenport. 
No, but just don't do that. Have Cam Jordan play basically every play, and then you want to put a transition on third downs, play that national passage, I'm fine. Or package, I really should say. is I'm fine with that. But anything besides that, I, I, just, I would like to see Davenport. I would like to see Jordan. I would like to see Rankins, and I'd like to see uh, Brown. You want him on your mind in there as well? Fine. You just, you know, do do that swap with Rankins a few times. Or it's same with Hendrickson with Davenport. But I don't want to see Jordan out or Butler out for other guys. I mean, obviously he'll bring in Shai Tuttle too. But you know what I'm saying? Just I, I don't want to see some weird packages that just you're going to lose on. It just makes no sense, some of these. So, again, I think that is going to be something to look out for as well. But I, I will take the Saints. I think they definitely have more of a talent, more of a depth. So I think at the end of the day, that's going to probably be the difference in this one. And I think they'll be able to control the line of scrimmage for the against the Bucks. And I, I don't think that the Bucks defensive line will be able to control the line of scrimmage against the Saints. So that's kind of what I'm thinking there. Moving over to the linebackers, I'll take Tampa Bay in this one. They have a really strong linebacking core with Shaquille Barrett, obviously putting up the sacks, Carl Nassib, who is probably going to be out in this one, so we may not even be seeing him, but still, he's been he's a good player that's definitely known. Devin White, Levante David... They know how to play, and you got to give them a ton, ton of credit where credit is due. They'll probably be able. They're going to try to stop Kamara and Jared Cook. That's what I'm saying. Wide receivers got to step up in this one. And the Saints, they obviously have Demario Davis, who's the best linebacker probably out of all of these guys. But then after that, there's a big kind of letdown with AJ Klein and Kiko Alonso, which are not bad, but I don't think they're at the level of the Bucks players. That's just kind of what I'm thinking there. And the secondary, I'll take the Saints. Saints secondary has played very well. Now it's probably going to be without Lattimore, which I think is it's going to be huge. Because that means you're going to probably have P.J. Williams on Godson, which could be a very bad matchup. But you're hoping that Eli Apple can take Mike Evans, and they'll battle, but I, I think that'll be a fine matchup. I am extremely worried about Chris Godwin going up against P.J. Williams. That may be the toughest matchup of this game. So hopefully, I mean, Lamar didn't practice the first two days, so he probably won't play. And that's going to be a big matchup. How are the Saints secondary? That's kind of like the bonus matchup, intriguing matchup. How is the Saints secondary going to do against a really... Um, good core, a wide receiving core for the Tampa Bay. So it's going to be really interesting to look at too. But I still think they are better than the Buccaneers who are also coming and banged up and stuff like that. Carlton Davis may not play. Um, MJ Stewart's out. So I think it's going to be interesting there to see what this team does. Safeties have not played good with Edwards and Whitehead this year. And uh, the same second uh, secondary has played, uh, safeties I should say, has played very well. And the secondary has played well too. Von Bell want to see more of the same. Same with Marcus Williams coming off the pick. Hopefully he makes another big play off Winston. But I'll take the Saints here. Even though it could be a very really tough matchup and it could be could end up being really bad. It could be a debacle. I could see definitely a debacle happening in this one. But I'm just hoping that they'll be able to do what they did in the second half versus the Falcons and kind of clamp down there. So that would be really big as well. And then we'll finish off with special teams and coaching. I'm going to give the edge to the Saints here again. They may not have Harris in special teams, but still, I'll take... Ooh, they'll probably put Taysom Hill out there, and I think that's still better than TJ Logan. Morstead, Lutz, they've been back to their old ways. They've been both really good and better than what the Bucks are putting up. And then coaching, I mean, I think Arians is a good coach, but I'm hoping Sean Payton can get back to out-coaching him, and I think he will, and he's definitely had more than enough potential to do that. So I think the Saints are going to come back strong, be really ready to play this game, and it could be an angry one for Sean Payton as a petty one, I should say, maybe. And the Saints may definitely beat down this Bucks team. Final score, I think it's going to be a pretty close game. I'm going to go 27 17 Saints win this one. I think it will be a close game. I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game. I think the Saints will kind of get out to an early lead, kind of get to like a 10-point lead and just run out the clock, do some really good stuff possession-wise, and win this game. I think it'll be close enough, but I think the Saints will end up winning it 
there. So I think with all that said, it's going to be time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion, you can follow us on Twitter at the Houdat Dis, on Instagram at Houdat Discussion, and then also you could subscribe to anywhere the podcast is being um, streamed on. That means iTunes, that means Google Play, Spotify, all that fun stuff. But again, I think the Saints should be able to bounce back and get the win in this one. So with all that said, I want to say thank you, finish the deal, and who dat? Take care, you are safe, you yeah.